Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So you guys know what's coming up this weekend. Mother's Day! I'm excited. Why am I excited? I'm excited because, yeah, I'm a mom. I get to be celebrated. I get to take the weekend off and be like, I'm not doing anything. I'm I'm off. <laughs> I can't take off from being a mom, but because I get to be celebrated this weekend, nah, I'm not cooking dinner. I'm not cleaning up anything. Y'all know how to clean. Y'all go ahead, take care of the house. Like, it's my day. I get to chill. And I'm taking the whole weekend. I know Mother's Day is Sunday. It's one day. But... I'm going to be off the whole weekend. I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill. I hope y'all do that too. But seriously, I want to talk about mothers. And I want to talk about what it means to be a mom, right? Because the dictionary version of a mother is basically a female parent. And I think being a mother is more than just being a female parent. Um, I understand that, you know, and in that term, listening to female parent it doesn't talk about anything being biological it's just a female who parents right and I think about all of the women in my life whether they have birthed a child or not they have this nurturing mothering love about them for other people I feel that when you have a compassion for other people to encourage to build up to equip to pour into that that is you being mothering to them especially if you're a woman if you're a woman that is a mothering nurturing um, nature and one of the reasons why I want to talk about that is because I know of so many women who whether they have had a child or not you know they have that ability in them and they they want to just be able to pour into to somebody and you know it's funny because every now and again Anthony will joke about us having another child and I'm like boy please (laughs) I am done I have two beautiful children they are eight and ten and I'm not trying to start all over you know I'm not trying to go down that road again I, I always tell him that when I was pregnant with AJ and we decided to do a gender reveal the day of the gender reveal, he comes to me and he's like, you know, if this is a girl, I'm going to want to try for a boy. And immediately, right after he said that, I was like, Lord, please let this be his boy because I'm done. Like I said that from back then and I meant it. And I feel like the Lord answered me, answered my prayer, was like, okay, he got his son. That's it. Shop is closed. Right. But on, you know, a part of me is just like, you know, I'm grateful that I was able to go through the experience. You know, I know what it feels like to have this little life grow on the inside of me. I know what it's like to to carry this child for, in my case, in both cases, 10 months, because they weren't trying to come out. I had to evict them. <laughs> but, like, I know what it feels to go through that. You know, and you for for those of us who have had the opportunity to experience, you know, pregnancy, you know, whether you had a great pregnancy or not, you know the feels, you know the first flutters, the first kicks that you feel, the you know, the baby moving, hearing the heartbeat for the first time. These are all milestones and pivotal moments throughout the pregnancy, you know, the the care and the concern, the fact that 
this little human being or human beings, if you're having multiples inside of you, decide what you're going to eat, how you're going to sleep, you know, what you're going to wear eventually because your body starts to expand, like all of these different things that our bodies go through to give birth to a child. It's like, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's this wonderful experience. And then for some people, it's not as wonderful. I have this one friend throughout her entire pregnancy, she was sick. And because she did not have a pleasant, you know, pregnancy, she was like, oh, I'm one and done. It, it, no, that's it for me, you know? And so now her child is an only child, but it, it wasn't a pleasant experience. But even if it, even though it wasn't a pleasant experience, she still got to experience it. And I know that there are mothers out there who long for that. You know, they're like, even if I have to deal with the morning sickness and the night sickness, even if I have to deal with the sickness throughout the entire pregnancy, I want to experience it. There are women out there who just desire to be a mother and to go through that. There are mothers out there who have never birthed a child, but they are a mother because they adopted or they had a surrogate, you know, um, or they decided to foster, whatever. You know, like all of these different experiences it, it doesn't negate the fact, just because you did not actually have your child birth out of you, it doesn't negate the fact that you're a mother. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how strong women are. I want to talk about how you do the darn thing every day, you know, how you wear the multiple caps as a mom. And it doesn't matter how you became a mom, whether it's a, a mom by marriage because you now have your bonus children. You know, I don't want to call them stepchildren because we're not stepping on anything, you know, but you have your bonus children now. Or, you know, there's there's this child who maybe they, a, a friend of your child, and they're having a more rough experience and you just kind of take them under your wing and whenever you take your child somewhere you're like hey come on go with us you know as long as it's cool with your parents or whoever is their guardian you know what i'm saying like there's so many ways to do it we we mother through mentoring young women and and young boys and you know you all these different things and it's it's really dawned on me and i wanted to talk about this because there's a special woman in my life who she's never um, birthed any children. She does have bonus kids. Um, she's married, uh, and she's the oldest of her her family, like of all her siblings. And because she's much older than them, she did take a part in their upbringing and who they became. So she mothered them. And what kind of saddens my heart for her is is that even though she has mothered her her siblings, she has mothered her her bonus children. Because she's never birthed any kids, she doesn't consider herself a mother. She doesn't really acknowledge that on Mother's Day. And it, it makes me sad because I'm like, you even mother me. Like, you're not my biological mom, but the way that you care about me, the way that you pour into me and that you just love on me, like, that's what it means to be a mom. It's, it's being selfless. It's pouring into somebody else. It's taking the time. It's... It's just doing like that. That's mothering to me. Other people may disagree with me, but that that's how I feel about it. And I, I want to talk about that because mothering is the process of caring for another. Uh, a mother nurtures. She's a caretaker. And I think that for any woman out there who just wants to care for somebody else and pour into somebody else, when you see a, a child 
out there who just need somebody to take the time, like teachers. I think teachers, like, yeah, they're a teacher and they're educators, but there are teachers who go above and beyond the job of teaching and they will pour into a child, a child that they see, you know what, you just need a little tender love and care. You just need somebody to to see you for who you are and and not just see, you know, the mess that you're in or the mistakes that you're 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 going through or that you're having. You need somebody to see your potential. And even if you can't see your potential right now, I do, and so I'm going to take the time and to pour into you. That's something that a mother does. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like it doesn't matter how you get the badge of honor of being a mother. Wear it proudly. You know, be proud of what you do. And and mothers do a lot. Like I can only go by my own experience, but being a mom, I, I got 10 years under my belt now of, of mothering two little human beings, <laughs> and they are so different from one another, and I realize that how I mother one is different from how I mother the other. Skylin is more sensitive, and I got to be more, you know, soft when I speak to her, but I can't get it twisted either, because even though... I know AJ can take more heat. My son is very sensitive too. And, you know, he doesn't show it. I don't I don't even know where that comes from because Anthony and I don't teach AJ to be this, you know, tough dude. Like, yeah, we toughen him up, but we're not like, oh, boys don't cry, suck it up. Like, we don't say that kind of stuff to him. But it's just in his nature where he tries to hide how he really feels like it it really takes for us to dive deep with AJ for him to be very expressive and and my son he's a he's a child actor so he knows how to turn it on and turn it off and there's times where I'm just like is he acting or is he for real right now <laughs> like I I can't tell I have to really look at him and 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 watch his mannerisms to tell like is it really affecting him because there's things that I can say to him that he'll be like it hurt my feelings but he won't tell me right away he'll tell me later on so I realized that you know my son is sensitive too I can't just you know push it off to the side and be like nah he good no I really need to take the time and be like are you okay like today his soccer game you know um it was a draw. Both both teams had had scored one point, but the score that happened on AJ because he's the goalie. You know, when I saw that he he missed the block and he tried his hardest to cover it, but when I saw that he missed the block, I was like, mm, I know this is going to affect him. And so after the game was over, I asked him, I was like, Are you all right? He was like, Yeah, I'm good. And then I could tell, like, he was bothered by it because he was trying to explain to me, like, they're, they were, like, the best team, Mommy. And, and last year, you know, my coach was saying that when they played them, it, it, they lost to them, like, 4-1. to one. But this time, they, they only scored one is because I was on the team. So I could tell that he was trying to, you know, big himself up by saying, like, oh, it wasn't as bad as last year. But at the same time, he knew that they scored it because – he wasn't able to block it. And so I was like, yeah, you know, the team worked together, I said, but you you made a difference. And I had to boost him up. So I know that I have to give that to him. But that's what a mother does, right? You know, they, they take the time to really pay attention to what their kids know. And that's not to say that mothers know their kids better than fathers do, you know, because I don't want to knock dads and I definitely don't want to knock 
Anthony in any way, but we talk about mothers today. <laughs> Maybe for Father's Day, I'll talk about them and talk about the things that they do. But today we're talking about mothers and what mothers do and how they love on their children, whether their children, you know, mess up or do wrong. Like, it's this unconditional love. And when I think of a mother's love, I think about the love of God, right? I, I feel like mothers are like the human expression of God's unconditional love because for me, my kids can, you know, drive me crazy and get on my nerves. But at the end of the day, I love them. I, I, there's nothing that they can do that will take that love away, you know. And I just, I know that there may be people who have experienced different things that have gone through heartache. There's, there's some strain with mother-child relationships out there. And I don't discredit that at all. Again, I'm speaking from my own experience, but I know like even with me and my mom, we may not see eye to eye all the time. There may be even times where I'm just like, ma, no, like we, we really not going to see eye to eye right now, <laughs> but there is nothing that I can do that my mom would stop loving me. You know, it could even be a point where my mom and I are not talking to each other right now, which is real childish, but that's a whole nother story for another day. But if it's a period where my mom and I are not talking to each other, but I'm hurt, I'm sick, and I call my mom, she's answering the phone, and it's like none of that even existed. My child needs me. What's going on? You know, and she's there. And she does the same thing with my brothers. And it's the same thing with me being a mother. I know that that's how I am with my kids. And that's how God is with us, right? You know, there's nothing that we can do. Like the Bible says that, that, that we, there's no depth, there's no height that can separate us from the love of God. Like he just continues to love and care for us. Even in our mess, he's there covering us because love never fails. And I just feel like a lot of times with mothers, you know, my mom is like, she, she used to have this saying, she would always leave the porch light on for my brothers. You know, even if they went out and did whatever, they always knew they can come back home. Like, and I, I, I don't know a person, I know there's people out there, but I personally don't know anyone who is like, nah, I couldn't, I just can't call my mom. You know, it's just, that relationship is just not there. I know it exists. I've heard about those relationships, but I personally don't know anybody. And if that's how you feel, I, I pray that that relationship can be mended. I pray that you will come to know that love. And even if you do have a relationship, a strained relationship like that with your mother, again, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Like you always have his love. He's always there for you, you know. But I just want to, you know, talk about, that and how women y'all are doing the darn thing you know what i'm saying we are doing the darn thing especially in this pandemic i i thought i was a, a jill of all trades before because as a mother you wear your mothering cap and the mothering cap within itself has several other little caps because you are your children's nurse doctor you're their cook you're their caretaker you're the um the maid or the house cleaner whatever you want to say you know you're their chauffeur or your uber driver for, for them now i mean you're everything for them and you're you're constantly doing all these other things and for a lot of us throughout this pandemic we took on the cap of being a teacher or a learning guide that's what they call us in virtual school but 
I took on that cap as well, and I'm ready to give it back <laughs> because I'm just like, oh, I can't wait. Right now, I think AJ, AJ will be done with school. And one of the things I love about virtual school is that you go at your own pace. So technically, AJ will be finished with all his classes by the end of this week. It just depends on if this boy gets these assignments done. Y'all pray for me because seriously, AJ literally had like, maybe two assignments left in ELA and two assignments in science. And he could have been done with them on Monday. And it's now pushing to Thursday and this child is still working on his essay. And I'm just like, what, what's going on? And I think the whole idea of, oh, I'm almost done with school has gotten to him that he's already checked out. I'm like, no, I need you to check back in because we need to get this this work done, son. Like, so now I am, here it is in the last week, I'm like trying, I'm pushing him. I'm like pushing him across the finish line. So I'm being coach, right? I'm now having to put on the coached cap and I'm like, okay, you can do this. Come on, son, let's go, let's get this done. And hopefully we can get it done by the end of this week. But if not, then that just means it'll carry on until next week. And I've already told him, I'm like, it's, it's one assignment. Just just get the essay done. And, and you can be done. And you can go play games because I already told them. I said, y'all first week with no school, I, I'm, I'm shutting the office door. Y'all can do what you want. You know how to cook your own food. You know how to, you know, take care of yourselves. I'm literally going to leave y'all to yourselves and let y'all just have whatever. <laughs> do whatever you want. Because mommy's going to focus on getting her work done. I am done being learned. Like, this is vacation for me, too, mentally. I'm shutting it down. Y'all go do whatever you do. I'll check back in with y'all next week and see how you're doing. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a ride. I, I, it's a blessing. I got to learn a lot about my kids through this past year. I got to learn a lot about their learning styles. I saw where their weaknesses are, where their strengths are, and we got through it. But now I'm ready to send them back. I, I, it's been great, but it's time for it to be over <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And I think, you know, moms, you do so much and it's okay to not be okay sometimes to just be like, this is a lot because it is a lot. You do a lot. And I feel like with mothers, a lot of the times we we're so go, go, go especially for those of us who are like task oriented and, you know, have our schedules are very organized. It's just like everything has to flow with the schedule. We have to do everything that we need to do. But at the same time, it's okay to step back. You don't have to be super woman. You don't have to be super mom. Um, I actually saw a post on IG the other day where uh, I guess there's this challenge going on on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know about all of them until I see them on IG or until Anthony brings them to me. But apparently there's a, a challenge going around on TikTok where mothers are talking about how, you know, they love being a mom, but they miss her, meaning they miss who they were before they became mom. And it got me to thinking, who was Hannah before she became a mother? And... Y'all, like, I was a different person. <laughs> I, I was. I, I believe, I mean, I've always been a very organized or reserved type of person, but I think motherhood kind of, like, turned that up all the way, where I kind of lost my free-spiritedness. 
um, I kind of lost the adventureness part of me. Um, I, I don't know. I maybe I have this false sense of who I was before being a mom, but I I believe I used to be a lot more fun. Not saying I'm not fun now, but it's it's taken a while because now. I've gone through this whole period of being so focused on tidying the house and being more about keeping everything clean and structured and all that stuff that I I had to take a moment of, okay, girl, you, you so focused on the mess and you missing out on the memories. Like we need to start making some memories because these kids are getting older before you know it. They not going to want to be up under you anymore. And you're going to be like, what happened? Like get out of yourself and come over here and be with your family and spend time with them and not worry about all that because that's not important. And so I don't think that I was necessarily like that before having kids. I mean, I, like I said, I've always been a very tidy person. So I, I kept my house clean. But I just think that maybe because it was just me and Anthony and it was only one other person that I had to clean up after, that it wasn't that big of a deal. So it was just like, oh, I can manage this. But then two more people came that started making a more mess. And it was just like, oh, no, this is this is I'm done. Like, we need to get this. <sighs> but I miss her. I miss the one who just let her hair down and had fun. I, I miss the one who, yeah. If Anthony and I wanted to go on a trip, we could. Matter of fact, when I think about it, I think we we traveled more, even though we didn't really, like, travel to other states and stuff. But, like, even just going back home to South Florida and visiting family, we did that more before we had kids. It's just, like, we didn't do that anymore because it was such a, I don't want to say hassle, but if I'm truthfully honest, it was a hassle. I remember our first Christmas, well, not a first Christmas. It was maybe the second Christmas with Skyline because Skyline is a November baby. So the first Christmas, we did not travel anywhere. We stayed home. But I remember the second Christmas, we decided to go back home and spend Christmas with the family. And Anthony and I literally packed up all of the presents, not just for the family back home, but all of Skyline's presents so that she would be able to open it down south. I don't think we thought that through very well because not only did we have to pack all that stuff back in the car to bring it back up here, but all the presents that she got from all the family had to get packed in the car too. That was an interesting ride back because we had like toys all around her and in the truck, not to mention we also had our luggage. So we got to the point where we were like, yeah, I don't think we can keep doing this, going down south for Christmas. Maybe we should just go down there for Thanksgiving and stay up here for Christmas. But then we realized we weren't celebrating like Thanksgiving as a family here. Like we weren't starting our own traditions. It was, it was a lot. But like I said, before kids, we traveled a lot. We didn't have to worry about packing all that stuff. We didn't have to worry about packing the kids up and taking car seats and all that. Didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff, you know. And so I think for me, it was just being more free. And then before kids, um, you know, I was working out and stuff. I, I remember uh, my trainer saying to me, because I, I did have a personal trainer uh, that helped me before, uh, helped me get ready for my wedding. And then um, the first time I got pregnant with Skyland, 
And after I had her, she told me, she was like, yeah, I didn't want to mention it to you then, but I was concerned about you getting pregnant. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, because I just, I knew, I just felt that you were going to have a hard time with accepting your body, not realizing that you just had a baby. And there's a lot of women who go through that, like that whole postpartum depression is a real thing. And if you don't recognize it and you don't talk to anybody about it, uh, that can be difficult as well. But like women, we are amazing. Like you go through so much. Just the talk about what you go through to have a baby, how your body stretches. For some of us, our body snaps back. For others, it doesn't. But you still should embrace it. It's like your badge of honor. And I know there's some people out there like, I don't want that badge of honor. And that's okay. That's cool if you don't. If, however you go about getting to a place of acceptance and being okay with yourself is fine. I think I, I'm only bringing it up because it's okay to embrace where you are. Like I still have, I don't know how many women actually got the line, but I got the line um, when I was pregnant. You know, the little line that you get in the middle of your tummy. Mine is awkward. So the top part of my line from the, the top of my, my torso down to my belly button is thin. And then the line from my belly button down to my pelvic area is wide. Why is my line two different sizes? I have no idea, but it never went away. It's still there to this day. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm not pregnant. Why didn't the line go back? It's just there. It's my mark. It's my badge of honor now. You know, I, I did experience stretch marks. Honestly, I had stretch marks before kids because I, you know, fluctuated with my weight. So it's just there, you know. And, and yeah, after having kids, it stretched a little further. So, yeah, it's it's there. But I have to embrace it. And my thing is, is that I was able to bring two little humans into this world and now I get to raise them. And so that's great. And even if you don't have the badge of honor of stretch marks or the little tummy line, but you have little humans that you are raising and you are teaching how to be good little human beings in this world. You have your badges of honor. Your badges of honor are the sleepless nights. Your badges of honor are the times that you've gone to the Lord in prayer to pray about your kids. Your badge of honor is how many times you've gone up to the school to advocate for them. You know, um, when a teacher tries to say, oh, they're this or they're doing that or whatever, and you go to defend your child or you go to find out what the real deal is. Your badge of honor is dealing with them every single day, spending time with them, even when you know that you're tired. But when you're tired, make sure you're taking care of yourself. My husband said something to me the other day that I think I'm going to keep in the back of my mind um, whenever I am not taking care of myself. And he was just like, Hannah, if you were on a plane, um, it everybody would end up not surviving. What? What do you mean? He was like, because you would be so focused on putting the mask on everybody else instead of putting the mask on yourself first that it, it, you eventually you would stop breathing so nobody else gets the help and then the, the plane crashes. I know he was being like a bit uh, <laughs> extra with that, but I understood his point. And his point was, Hannah, you got to take time for yourself. You, you got to take care of you. You're so busy taking care of everybody else and doing what they do. But that's what mothers do. 
you know, mothers don't focus on, I got to take care of me right now. And I think that's one of the things with, with a lot of women. I'm not saying all women because everybody's different. But at least for, for most women that I know, it's like I'll put myself on the back burner and I'm going to do for my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like that at the end of the day, I'm going to make the sacrifices for the kids. If it's choosing between getting my nails done or buying them a new outfit or even buying them that toy that they've been asking for, my nails can wait. Or, you know, and I know that there's some women out there that was like, uh-uh, no, it's built in the budget that I get my mani-pedi every two weeks. It's on clockwork. My husband, no. I get it. But I know for some of us, it's like I will sacrifice what I need or what I want so that my kids can have. And I know that that's something that I definitely learned from my dad. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about mothers, but that little piece I learned from my dad. And I'll, I'll never forget the day that I learned that lesson. And it was the day that I went to him and I was like, hey, daddy, I need lunch money. He was getting ready to, to leave for work. And I told him, I said, hey, dad, I need lunch money. And so he pulled out all the money that he had in his pocket and he had two bills. One was a 10 and one was a one. And my father gave me the 10 and left with the $1 bill. Now I'm pretty sure that maybe in my dad's mind, he was just like, well, I got my card, my debit card and my credit card on me. So if, I, if anything, I can stop and use that. But to a little girl, for me at that time, I wasn't thinking, oh, my daddy got a credit card on him. He's good. I was thinking of the fact that my dad just gave me his last so that I wouldn't be in need. And he was just going to make a dollar work for him for his lunch that day. And so that was such a like impact on my life that I just knew whenever my kids need something, oh, trust and believe my wants and needs are going to go on the back burner and I'm going to make sure that they have. I'm going to always take care of them first. And I just think that that's something that mothering, whether you birth your kids or not, that's just built in you. It's a part of us to do that. And it's not just for our kids, but it's for other people. You know, there's people, there's women out there who sacrifice for other people, for their friends. Like how many of your friends have you, you know, put your own wants and needs on the back burner to be there for them, to provide for them, or, you know, that you've done it for even a stranger. I just think that's why I said it doesn't take biology for you to be a mom. I, I think that it is just the care and the nurture. As a woman, you caring and nurturing others and just wanting the best for them and wanting to pour into them, that's what makes you a mom. So to all of you women out there who just love on other people, who pour into other people, encourage, equip, inspire, motivate, happy Mother's Day to you. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are courageous. You are legendary, okay? Because we are all legends in the making. We are leaving legacies in what we do in our everyday lives, getting up and just pouring into other people. That's what legacy is. That's what it is, is because you're building 
and pouring into somebody else and teaching them to do the same. So I hope you guys got something out of today's episode. It's always my prayer that you do. And if you want to connect with me, you can do so by sending in your listener letters to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com. You can connect with me on Facebook on Hannah's World, also on Instagram on Hannah's World 00. Until next time, peace out, world. Thank you.